sometimes you want to set an example and help people be okay. But you realize the best way to do it is to be okay where you are. This is the Wayward Podcast. There, hold that thought. Do we have? Yeah. Um, Which because, thought? Hold on. It's amazing when people get out of a cycle. We're just jumping right in today, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Hi Brianna. Um, because I'm just going with this one because it's floating. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes they have an example of yeah. something that's different. Yeah. They they can see something. So Kim and I, we're just briefly, we did discuss topics, but we were just briefly having a conversation I had with my family about um, growing up in a small city in, you know, middle of Canada that doesn't have a lot of, like, glamorous options and examples for young kids and how I was telling my parents how grateful I am that they supported my insane dreams, which must have seemed insane to them as, you know, a 13-year-old girl in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, where I was like, I'm going to be, you know, a Broadway star, a television star, whatever. And they're like, yeah, you are. Go for it. And they didn't have any money. Like, I couldn't even afford singing lessons when I was a kid. And so it didn't make sense to them that I wanted to be a professional singer. Um, and I didn't have any opportunities to be in anything other than drama class when I was in high school. So um, it must have seemed insane, but that yet they let me live those dreams. And here we are. And, and Kim and I were just discussing how it can be so challenging for people who don't have an example of possibilities, I guess. Yeah. Of um, all that's out beyond their bubble and their life spectrum. And how, okay, and so for my, this is the other part of the conversation, just to catch you all up, um, I'm just currently super sad because someone that was, I thought, following my example Mm. in a way, I don't know, am I allowed to talk about specifics here? I guess I'm supposed to be. Basically, somebody I thought was getting sober as I attempt to set an example of a sober life, definitely super uber duper alley gazooper not (laughs) Not getting sober. sober. (laughs) And so, like, setting an example can give someone an opportunity, but they have to take it. So yes, right. Like, what's what's my responsibility for? And the reason this topic came up. Do you want to tell them what we're going to do this weekend at the con? Oh yeah. So, okay. So now we're up to here. We're we now will... starting the. Let's let's start the podcast now. Ready go. Okay. This is fine because Kim and I will do like an uh, Instagram video or something of discussing what we're doing and why we're doing. So this will be reiterating that. Well, that makes sense. Um, but I had a um. An experience with my daughter, a couple of them actually, um, when I was in Vancouver a week ago, where we were getting ready to go out for dinner with some friends and I was putting on makeup. We had just spent the day at the beach. We ran home, showered quickly. You know, she she was like, I want to wear a dress. I'm like, you wear a dress, girl. And uh, I was putting on some makeup and she was like, mom, you look so pretty. And I said, oh my gosh, thank you. That makes me feel so good about myself. And then she started to get really teary. And she was like, I don't think you need to look that pretty tonight. And I was like, I was so confused. And I was like, does does it make you feel sad 
when you think that mom is pretty? And she started crying and she was like, yeah. So I couldn't believe it that this five-year-old girl was telling me that she already knew how to compare herself to others, you know, physically. And so I grabbed her and I was just like, I was panicked because I was like, how did this happen? I'm very good at not letting this happen. Um... So let go of control. And then I grabbed her. I put her in front of the mirror and I was like, okay, let's talk about what makes you feel pretty. doesn't matter what looks pretty to you. What makes you feel pretty? And we started talking about her hair. She's long. Her hair's getting very long and it's a little bit curly at the end. And she said, I love my dress because she was wearing this beautiful dress that kind of came off the shoulders. And she was like, and I love when I'm laughing. She's like, I love the look of my face when I'm laughing. And I was like, those are the things to focus on. I said, makeup is for fun. Um, And so it has come up a couple more times since then where she's asked me not to wear makeup because it, for some reason, makes her feel insecure. So I decided that I needed to walk the walk a little more. So moving forward for the rest of the creation conventions or until we feel differently. until we feel differently uh i will not and kim is going to join me in this so we will not be wearing makeup on the saturday afternoons at the creation conventions i want and i want to be clear i'm i'm going to put on my eyebrows mm. uh, yeah. so that small children don't scream and run away from yeah. me this because it's not like a different. challenge like don't wear makeup let's see if you can do it it was like makeup is not a thing for me to change the way I look. Makeup has always been pretty fun, and I feel like we've been pretty good. We talk about makeup a lot. We talk about beauty a lot, and Kim and I are not wearing makeup right now, and I'm not nervous about that. Um, makeup is fun, and I feel like I feel like I'm not making myself clear, so I just feel like I needed to walk the walk a little more. Um, I will probably wear powder so that we don't all have to do Chris Melky's photos a million times because my forehead yeah. is... Yeah. Um, you know, overexposing the photo. You know, it's not... Everybody gets to do what they want to do. I just wanted to um, reiterate the fact that um, I'm not ashamed of the way I look, and nobody should be ashamed of the way we look, and um, I'm well, going to try to prove that. By <laughs> and that's and so when Brianna called me and was like, I just want to do this thing, I was like, cool, I'll do it too. Just because, A, because Valentina is so important to me. And Valentina receives the world much differently than my daughter receives Mm -hmm. the world. Um, I have not had that experience with my daughter. But the fact is, if that's how Valentina, in her pure, innocent presence, responds to the idea of us getting made up, Mm -hmm. there's probably other people out there that feel the same way. Yeah, and we've had these discussions at PJ parties, right? One of our things at PJ parties that we talk about a lot is... Um, we hear a lot that people don't like getting photos taken with the women because they feel insecure about the way they'll they'll look. And so we always have this kind of conversation about like focus on how you feel in the photo and not how yeah. you look. And um, again, this is just hopefully going to be another way to you know prove to people that it's a, the photo is capturing a moment. So- well, Not and a it's look. also this is the point of the pod setting an example. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the line that I am really grateful that we get to address walking. Am I responsible for another person's feelings? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It is not my job to fix you. Nope. It's not my fault you're broken. No, nope. this is not how this works. Um, however, am I responsible for the environment and the energy I put out? 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Am I responsible for creating a path that you can also walk if you choose to? I believe yes. And this is Mm -hmm. the other thing. My standards, I am much happier in this world when I let everybody have their own standards. Mm -hmm. So this is just what I am choosing to do, which is, all right, am I? I remember when Charles Barkley was like, I'm not a role model or whatever the hell it was that he said. a weird reference from you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Kim just brings in a weird sports reference all of a sudden. But but this meant a lot to me because he was really protesting the idea that he should be held to a certain standard Uh because people were watching him that would not necessarily be expected of him if people were not watching him. Now, I, just for me feel better going, all right, is it my job to be an example? Is it my job? No, it is not an obligation. Does it give me joy to possibly provide someone with the with with the example of a way to live that might make them happy? Mm-hmm. That's the point, I think, is that it's not my job and it's not my fault, mm-hmm. but it is my opportunity to be my best me in case and let people see it yes. in case they can look at it and go, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Like we were talking about with these people at the at, at the beginning of the conversation before we pressed mm-hmm. record. Yeah. Like they might just not know there's another way. Yeah. So if I'm authentically and joyously yes. impelled to try this other way, mm-hmm. fucking let the world see it. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing when people attempt to make their um, discomfort your responsibility because it is very easy to feel like it's your fault or yeah. responsibility. Oh, yeah. Because that is a that's a heavy thing to wear. And if they're people you love, then, you know, that's that's a tricky thing because well, you don't want to lose their love. And it, like it would be very easy for you to be for not for you personally, but yeah, in the, the, for the, one the, to be like, oh, I'm now a bad mom. Yeah. This is me being a bad mom. This is me being a bad feminist. Mm-hmm. This is me being a bad whatever my role is, yeah. as opposed to just saying, oh, well, how can I authentically set yet another example of what joy looks like? Yeah. Or. Yeah, and authenticity, really stepping into yourself. I don't feel like I'm responsible for other people's discomfort, but I do feel like I'm responsible. I feel like I'm called, and we've had this conversation, to raise the vibration of others. I feel I feel like I'm most myself when I am, you know, bringing out with this is, sounds cheesy. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, bringing out the sunshine in other people. You know, when I feel like, and I'm allowed to feel moody and sad and grumpy and whatever, and I feel all those things. Don't get get me wrong, but um, that doesn't feel like me. And I still experience them, and I wash them away when I'm done experiencing them. But when I am my true, authentic self is when I'm helping other people feel like their true, authentic selves, and then we all feel a little higher, right? Um, it, it, it's not my responsibility to them. It's kind of my responsibility to myself and therefore them. And I don't feel like I'm plagued by that. Yeah. Well, I think it's the difference between teaching a lesson and setting an example. 
Yes. Right? Like, I, in my right. in yes. my youth, and I see a lot of very, very, very well-meaning people step into, you're sad, so let me tell you how to not be sad sure. anymore. Yeah. And it's like... It's a whole, there's a, it's a multi-billion dollar business. Oh my God, it's just, and people equate that with love. Yeah. Like, yes. I'm going to tell you how to be different. And for me, I've never or had anybody. Or if you don't tell me how to be different, you don't love me. Oh yeah. Oh, like both sides of that. Yes. Both fucking sides of Ugh. that. And what I've learned is that no one has ever told me, like, no one has ever come up to me in my youth smoking a cigarette outside a building and gone, that's going to kill you, and had it result in me going, oh, my God, exactly. let me put them out. Thank, Thank you, you so kind much. stranger, yeah. for saving my life. <laughs> but what did change my mind is when my husband said, well, I'd like it if you didn't smoke. Why? Because I'd like you to live as long as possible because I love you. Mm-hmm. And he's in the process of making healthy choices himself. That's when I was like, oh, fuck. All right. Fine. Because I saw an example. Yeah. I, won't, I, can't be, I can't be lectured at. I certainly can't be moralized at. But if someone sets an example of something that works, I'm much more likely to go, oh, that looks, that looks utterly plausible. Let's give it a try. Yeah. Huh. I will seek you out and ask your advice as opposed to if you come up to me and are like, I have some unasked for opinions I'd like to give you. I have a few notes for your life. Mm-hmm. I have some notes. I, I'm just going to be like, thanks. Shut the fuck up. It's kind of like how the, you know, the whole uh, wayward, you know, quote unquote movement started and continues. None of it is continuing because we're going now do this. Oh, God. Now yes. do this. It's all just like me and Kim failing, excelling, failing, excelling. Well, and and watching other people's exactly. examples. Watching fucking through you guys watching us and then other people are watching you guys and then other people are watching those guys. And that's how you raise a vibration. Right? Yeah. I just think it's funny. And I will probably say this a million times this weekend because I think it's brilliant. Um, this weekend being the convention, which will have already passed by the time yeah. you hear this. If there's a time um, warp, you're going to hear us after we've done what we're going to do. Um, is that I don't want to create a following. I want to assist people in discovering their own leadership. And so it would be great if everybody suddenly didn't need me anymore. That's how I think a good therapist feels, right? You know? Like, my job is to make you go away and never have, to, have come to come back. Don't worry about Kim and I. We will find other ways to make money. We love that you guys support us financially by coming to conventions and wanting to get pictures with us. But um, I don't want anybody to need that. Yeah. You know? I want you guys to learn. Or to be doing it because they think we need it. Oh, God, no. I mean, no. Yeah, we're setting. We're just setting an example of how to be free. Yeah, that would be counterproductive if we were chained to you as we did it. Yes. I mean, I will unpack my chains now, but no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Crink, crink. Why is your suitcase so heavy? None of your business. Um, <laughs> what are other ways of examples? Yeah. Okay. So. What is my job when I see someone setting what I determine is a bad example? 
Oh, that's the hard one for me. <laughs> I know, right? You know why? Because it. often I would, in the past, I think I would, well, it depends if I'm seeing it from afar or if I'm involved. Yeah. Um, if I'm seeing it from afar, I, I've i been known to put my two cents in for sure. If I'm involved, um, no, I don't know. Okay, I think we need to be more specific. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Kim here and be like, okay. what are we talking about? Are we talking about parental examples? Are we talking about relationship examples? No, I specifically what came to mind was politics right now. Oh Jesus! I know, but that's what I'm saying. Give it. So old me had. Well, okay, look, me in general has lots of opinions, and what? I like to share things that I value, and I value my opinion super, super, super much. So I've got an opinion for you. I've got right. an opinion for you. Sure. I've got. So that's that's old me. Unfortunately or fortunately fortunately for me and the rest of the world but not for my natural opinion giving mm-hmm. I uh, have to make choices in my life that honor everyone else out there and the paths they're on like mm-hmm. That is between you and your higher power. Mm -hmm. You are doing you. I cease fighting everyone and everything. Now, there are people who call that cowardly. There are people who say I'm not taking responsibility for my platform. There are people who say you should be da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Right. My response is I am countering those voices. I am countering that by setting an example of what it looks like to be happy. And... That's my belief, is that I actually am an activist. Mm. I am an activist for peace and joy and love. for things instead of against things. Yes. But there are still definitely voices that say, "Mm, you're not setting a good example because you're not speaking up against something. Hmm. Well... Hmm. I do. I do occasionally speak up against things, um, which I would not necessarily inf- like. Absolutely need people to do. I'm very much more like we we do better if we are for things that perhaps are the opposite of the thing that you choose to be against. Um, your energy is better used being yep. for the other thing. Yep. Towards a yes, not away from a no. But I do feel like sometimes I want to bring to light things that I think I'm doing wrong and that maybe I see. I'm thinking right now specifically in terms of racism and in terms of things that we haven't noticed because of I will speak for myself because of my white privilege yeah um and so I don't think I'm being against something when I point out a wrongdoing um but it is if you look at the scheme of like the thing it is a, it is a negative thing to go this is wrong that is a negative thing but what i am trying to do is go um what can we do to be better um and to set an example as that and that is a growing thing i've been working really hard over the last year of to be more inclusive and to have a mind that is more inclusive without having to 
work at it. Well, I certainly wouldn't. Uh, me too. Yeah. And that wouldn't be in my natural wheel well no. if it weren't for the fandom. And if fandom, it weren't for people like my husband openly yep. saying, hey, Kim, you can do better at this. And saying it, saying it by example. Mm-hmm. Again, like mm-hmm. I will respond when somebody says, hey, over here at this table, we've got cake. Yeah. Great. Bring me over. Whereas if they're like, hey, asshole, you should be eating cake right now. I'm like, fuck you. I have cookies. Although I love a note. I love a note. So when somebody's I like. Don't. Yeah. And I get that. But if somebody was like, it's for me, I think it's more efficient because I, somebody can go, cool, you do you. There's cake over here. I'd be like, eh, I can't hear you. I'm doing a million other things. So if somebody goes, actually, I don't like it when you say that thing. I'd go, oh, owie, my ego. And then I go, no taken. Okay, but that's a note you can take. Mm-hmm. What about the note of you're a fucking asshole for saying that thing? That's not a note that somebody's fear speaking. Oh, good point. Good point. You know? Good point. Okay, yes. so in that case, I will take back that I don't like a note. I do like a note. I don't like being blamed for someone else's no, fear. No, exactly. Exactly. I've had a conversation with a close family member uh, describing what non-binary meant. And this was, I think I told you about this conversation where, um, he, you know, he was, he's not around, um, He's he's of white privilege, let's say that. And you could feel him when we were just discussing what it meant. He was getting so angry and defensive. And I was like, what is happening? And it was just like, oh, you're scared. You're scared of your ego getting called out for being wrong. And that's the problem with people um, not wanting to get a note. And it's also the problem with people giving notes. Like if you are giving a note through anger, the person's not going to hear you. You know, yeah, they're not because they're going to get defensive. And that's that's how wars start, you know, to be dramatic about it all. But um, I, I I just think that in terms of um, diversity and inclusiveness, I'm working really hard at using they them um, at n- not. Um, yes, not specifying gender at all, but also um, j- just remembering the experiences of um, different people in this world, remembering that experiences of other humans are very different from mine, and just to remember that even. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's so easy to be like, wow, that person who is of color who's standing in front of me in the grocery store is being treated differently than me. Yeah. Like that realization is like, wow, what must that fucking be like? Oh, yeah. You know? And not even good or bad, just different. Yep. Where I always was always like, I don't see color. So I, I'm not racist. And I'm like, no, I'm not racist. But um, I just feel like I could set a better example by going by recognizing other people's experiences in the world are very different and their challenges are different and having compassion for that without anger, you know, yeah, or defensiveness. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. So if you could set an example for anything like what do you ideally I think of this with my daughter mm-hmm. I try very hard to set an example um all right a bunch of things just happen in my brain and oh, it's no. short-circuited oh no okay let me back up okay so something that's important for me to set an example that's hard for me is uh keeping my temper mm. I have I get very, very, very angry when I have a strong, independent, non-compliant child. Um, I remember I did a I did a 
I did an improv thing where I was telling a story and then they would do an improv around it. And uh, it was right when I was introduced to the phrase non-compliant. And like, it sounds so official. And when you apply it to a three-year-old, it's, right. it's such... Ma- and so they did this entire thing where um, they were, we were in an airplane. And we were like, please take your seats, ladies and gentlemen. The engines are currently being non-compliant. <laughs> no, everything is fine. We're experiencing some non-compliant. You're being very non-compliant about like just freaking the fuck out and keep using the word non-compliant. And I feel like that is how I live sometimes. My right. God, like we're in a crashing airplane. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, Tab is experiencing some non-compliance mm-hmm. right now. Um, and uh, and so I tend to meet her level or I tend to meet what I perceive as her level in an attempt to top it and cap it. And like if I'm just, I'm just fucking, stop, which never happens. Yeah. She's like, oh, good. A new level of rage to get yeah, to. Yeah, fun. So um, through the years... I've discovered this is so that my first discovery is that doesn't work. Yes. So my job of making her be different, no bueno, not good. Yes, yes. So now what I'm trying to do is set an example of what what do I wish she were doing right now? Mm-hmm. I wish she were re-regulating. I wish she were making sane choices. I wish she were being kind again. I wish she were at least taking some fucking deep breaths and not breaking shit in my house right now. Yeah. So maybe me throwing shit against the wall is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Set an example. What does it look like? And it's the hardest fucking thing for me. And, like, I have mm-hmm. to... Force myself, and I will even say, you have to step away from me right now. I need to take a breath. But you know what is the strange gift in that? As I, you know, reflect on my experiences with my daughter, is that I don't have the need to have such a conscious process of my examples. So I speak to my daughter like an adult and always have, and people always love that, and we love that, and that's just how we parent. Um, and we swear around her all the time. She knows what swear words are. She knows she's not allowed to use them until she understands the power behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she started, what did she start doing? Um, a couple things. Once she st- started saying things like actually a lot. Did I tell you about that? Yes. It was a yeah. while ago. And we we're like, oh, well, you got to stop saying that. It's not a, it's not a bad word, but. I don't know which one of us were saying it, but we'd say, actually, this means that. Or actually, you're having, you know, this before funny. dessert. My 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 best friend's daughter, who is one of Tabby's besties, also went through an actually face. Actually. Actually. And we thought it was funny when she was saying it a lot because we're, we're like, oh, she used, she's using a grown-up word and she likes the way it sounds uh, in her sentences. Until we started hearing her talk to our friends or other kids' parents and saying things like, actually, that's not how you do it. And I was like, oh, no! <laughs> and I was like, okay, so I think that she didn't understand that the way she was sounding was um, quite bossy um, or s- s- snooty or whatever. So we kibosh that one. Anyway, point being is when we talk to her and when we use things with her, we don't realize that she is mimicking us at some point. Um, the one uh, we don't uh, get that angry in our house. I mean, we get angry. We don't <laughs> yell a lot in our house. But Valentina 
when she does get angry, she just screams. And we don't do that. So it's, it's so um, visceral to her. It's just like it's she's like an animal just comes out of her. But you know what it stems from usually is us laughing. <gasps> yeah, because she will do something. She'll be be acting like a lunatic and will do something that's like she's feeling very emotional. Yep. And then us like recognizing that her emotions, not her emotions, but probably her actions or what she's getting upset about is silly. Like she wants to wear her you know right foot on her left or something yes, like that yeah. and we'll just kind of be like you're being so silly like stop and the the more we kind of think of her feelings and emotions as flippant oh the angrier she gets and we're like oh wow that's oh okay this is escalated quickly um so point being is i don't because I don't have that experience with valentina and the way she you know experiences the world is different i don't have that process of going one two three brianna let's you know adjust how we're talking how we're feeling <laughs> i just will be like oh my god you're being ridiculous and she'll um so i in some ways i'm like i think that's probably awesome it will probably save you a lot i feel like when valentina is a teenager she will be talking to me the way i was talking to her when she was three years old which will be a problem <laughs> like valentina Calm down. If she tells me to calm down, it's going to oh. happen, though. And I deserve it. And I'm open to it because, I, you know, that's the way I want her to be. But it will be challenging for me and my ego at that point. Well, you know, what you brought up made me realize maybe this is a, you know, because I was like, when do I need to think about when I'm setting an example? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, maybe when things are not comfortable. Mm. Like, how do I move through this world? Because I'm always technically setting an example. Yeah. Whether I yeah, want to be or not. True. Very true. It's just, if things are feeling good and comfortable, then I'm probably setting an example that is close to who I want to be. Yeah. And if things are or it's being frustrating received. and challenging, then I can double down on what's the example I want to set, as opposed to how do I change the world around me and fucking make it fucking comfortable again. So maybe that is the telltale sign of an example being received is when things feel harmonious. Yeah. Right? Um, and in terms of um, actively setting an example, as I feel like I'm doing with Valentina at the convention in New Jersey, um, uh, that is something that I had to clock where both of us were uncomfortable and something needed to change. Oh, my God. This is so good. This is peeling off layers, too, mm. because if I then go in and I'm like, I'm going to consciously set an example to change your behavior. What I'm actually doing is trying to control and manipulate you, yeah. which will not be received well. No. Whether or not you consciously know it, if I walk in and I'm like, I'm going to show you how things are done, you're going to go, fuck off. You're trying to control me. That's cute, Mom. Whereas, cute. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> cute in this world. But if I go, oh, you know what? Things are uncomfortable right now. I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Then I set an example of what it looks like. To just be okay. To right be okay now. with that, yeah. To be okay. This is I and I don't mean like turning into the little coffee dog with the hat on in the burning bar saying, This is fine. I don't understand that reference. You somebody out there does. <laughs> it's a meme. Um but uh, Oh coffee dog, yes, the cartoon. Got yes, it, got it, got it, got it. I was um, like, I don't know this movie. But uh but but like genuinely taking it back to me and setting an example of being okay. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's 
there, I've done my job. Yeah. That's all I need to do. Because what I didn't do in that moment where Valentina was upset that I was wearing makeup is strip off all my makeup immediately. Yeah. We had a conversation about how she felt about it and and reorganized her thoughts about it. And I also adjusted. I adjusted by going, I want to also show her what the other side of that looks like. So that's what we're going to do this weekend. That's what we're going to do we're this examples. weekend. We're going to be exi- examples. And we're going to be examples of humans that need some fresh air right now. Yeah, we've got to open the closet. Mostly because Kim and I haven't showered today. We I both haven't. have have been exercising and um uh, we have two more podcast episodes to record, and it will be ripe as fuck in this closet. Okay, you know what? An example of Pilates, an example of horses. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right now we're going to give an example of shutting off the blippy blippies. I love you, Brianna Buckmaster. I love you, Kim Rhodes. Kim Rhodes.